0: Hey everyone and welcome to signals from the frontline your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you by frontline gaming We are your hosts kicker the chief of Serial, and sigillate of the flg and i'm seth the mad doc your scratchy voiced correspondent kicker bud (laughs) How have you been doing?
1: I am doing as well as any person can be that is treading water, just trying to survive the onslaught that is LVO prep, but yep. I've still gotten hobby time in. I've been playing with my guard and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go back to some of my old minis and make them look pretty. So I decided to rebuild uh, my least favorite mini from the, the guard line, which many people hate. It's, it's the Torox, right? Like, can we, you hate can it? we bring that up? There we go. Boom. There we go. So that's my new Torox, and I'm going to paint it to look like my van. So I'm going with all the blackout <laughs> hood and, and all that. Yeah. It's going to be my little mini van. Um, Um, But yeah, guys, if you are listening to our podcast, you should be watching live every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Get the videos. That's all fun and dandy. But really important is the chat because your input helps change the face of competitive 40k, at least at frontline gaming events and and whatnot. So we do love to have you, especially tonight because we have a special guest that will be taking your questions. Seth, you see my mediocre hobby progress. What have you been up to, my friend?
0: Well, if uh, folks remember from last week, I had built a chain axe for for one uh, world eater, Dicky, and uh, last week my my hobby progress was painting the chain axe. Okay. In, oh, uh, look at that! That is gory and beautiful, and I love it. it. And uh, <clears throat> it it came out quite well. What do you think, there, Tech Priest?
1: Love it. I want to. <laughs>
0: I want well, two. I made one, but hold uh, right, um that's I funny. do have to warn all LVO attendees that uh, Tech Priest may burst from behind the curtain with a chain axe and <laughs> yes. run screaming and smacking people. Because yeah. the first thing he said when I sent him the final, you know, product <laughs> images was, "Can I hit people with it?" That's what I did
1: say, actually. Uh, did Seth, absolutely beautiful. For those of uh, our, our audience members that are listening, we've got this gorgeous corn axe right there. It looks like we've got some blood stains on it. Yep. Seth, you have uh, done wonders. I got to ask, how long did it take you to get this from basically concept to where you're at
0: now with the fully painted? Mm, you know, it was life probably size a bag. good in like three or four days. Well That's done. Well nuts. done. That's all. Well took done. you
2: three or four days. Dang, man.
0: Yeah, oh. Weird. Crazy. Um, uh, I, I have hockey I, wait, wait, wait uh, i'm I, not done with I, mine I, yet. oh go ahead go I mean, ahead didn't wait, yeah. more hobby um, because there's been a bunch Whatever. of changes with with the balance data site and the points and arcs of omen so i was testing out some new York stuff okay. i know last week i was saying i hope flash gets are good and they did get a point drop but i played games with them Ticky and, and flash gets they're not, they're not so good so oh, no. I'm, I'm sorry oh, folks no. i'm sorry to report uh, I have to apologize. Uh, Flash kids <laughs> are the not. You're <laughs>
2: apologizing to the community because like nobody
1: cares, Seth. That.
0: Nobody I care. cares. I care. I <laughs> um, because I am trying to revive my work YouTube channel. So I did a little post on that today. So that's all of my stuff. Now, Tech Priest, jump on in.
2: Yes, I painted. I painted a Terminator. Oh wow! Uh, he's gonna be
1: uh, my uh, my sergeant of uh, of my Red Butchers. Uh, he doesn't have blood mm-hmm. yet, but he's got to kill something first, as as is the rule. Uh, uh, your
0: axe has killed someone, so it's good.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I thought he came out really well. Actually, I, yeah. I like I like the old scheme. Uh, I'm really happy with him. So yeah. beautiful, yeah. Seth. I mean, beautiful, Look, Rich. Looks, uh, looks I do like the angry, the the, angry. the heads in hand. That that's great, man. That's great.
2: Yeah, skulls, baby.
1: Skulls all the way. Yep. Yeah uh we are going to quickly go through some of the new product news because we just want to really get to the good, good the good stuff tonight but let's let's go right to it guys um i got to show you a photo right now um yeah. guys this is the brand new <laughs> massive box that is the in action box like this is bigger than me it is comically the i think the single largest box like retail box that gw has ever released it is it is basically two full uh, sets of like kill team terrain plus the two boards uh it's heavy it's 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 a good thing if you want to work out you can just do some squats holding it uh but that is the 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 new massive boarding action set that will be that new format of 40k kind of like room to room you know swat tactics <laughs> you know if you want to go that and
0: i i've had a few friends dig into the rules and they they keep telling me that it's they their their words not mine yeah. folks their words don't blame me for this yeah. um that it's what kill team should have been because it uses 40 K as a core rule in a smaller setting.
1: So, so Kill Team just tried really hard to be its own standalone game. You're right, mm-hmm. Seth. Boarding action will be like mini 40K. It will probably play faster because less models. You get to split your your squad of 10, I believe, into two squads of five. You're limited to just troops, elites, and HQ, and then a few mm-hmm. exceptions. Um, and, and there are some cool allies. I think you can bring – well, not allies, but you can bring in Navy Breachers, which are those, those bespoke Kill Team models, yeah. as well as a few other things. So it, it will be a cool set. The idea for Frontline Gaming events is to hopefully start running some boarding action after hours so you can play big boy 40k and then well, play some cool. fun thematic boarding action afterwards. Yeah. Uh, let's also talk about the made to order commissars that are released. Most of these guys are in metal. A lot of people were kind of disheartened to see these these you know character filled models kind of go the way of the dodo, but they're bringing them yark. back for a short time.
0: Alas yeah. yark.
1: Yeah, a yark! Oh man, yark, dude, yark! I, I, I have no idea. This is purely just hopes and dreams, but I'm, I'm hoping for a yark coming back in some sort of new supplement in the far future with a fancy dreadnought yark, dreadnought yark. Yes, there we go. Uh, what's, what's, what's weird is we got we, these are metal models. They got a few really cool poses that you're gonna want to get if, if you're into
0: the old GW. Yeah. Kind of well, and stuff. they, they hold like they hold up pretty well if the text yeah. scrolls down.
1: If, if you see the scale between the old metal ones and the newer ones, they're they're pretty like, they, they're, their style is definitely different than the new plastic uh, Astra Militar, Mar, uh, but, but the size is at least appropriate. They don't look that much smaller. And yeah, we've also got Creed. There we go. If you're watching right now, we've got Creed coming back. Uh, Papa Creed. So, you know, and that, that's Daddy a classic Creed. Mini
0: right he there. He prefers Daddy Creed. Yeah,
1: Daddy Creed. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And we've got some no more Necromunda stuff. You, you know those nomads, those Ashways nomads mm-hmm. they released in that new thing? I know I know, very few 40K players care about Necromunda, but they make great kit bashing material. And this new model is basically a giant roach. I don't know mm-hmm. how else to describe it, but it's it's cool. It looks like a Tyranid. That's a pet Tyranid for some Necromunda nomad
0: dude. I don't know. I'm a fan. I'm going to buy it because I really want to play with that. Your chat is calling you out. Oh, what are uh, they calling me out? They're saying at Cherokee. They're gonna bring tea sons, Captain Andrew says, and uh, he would like you to show him how to play boarding action uh, one of the evenings. All right,
1: let's do it. Let's do it. I, I've got I've got a few buddies right now helping me build some of these sets. We have quite a few boxes of boarding action, and we hope to have at least a few of them completed for Cherokee so we can play mm-hmm. after the, the the main event one night. You know, we have we have dinner at Cherokee, so we can have dinner. We can eat some tacos. We can eat some barbecue and play some boarding action. And uh, yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Oh, last thing. I'm wait, talk wait. Can
0: about- we title it? We need to title that that time. It's a uh, barbacoa and boarding action
1: boom done deal done deal i love it i love it we'll make shirts it'll be great we'll get we'll, perfect we'll it, get
0: covered it. in the tacos yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah. totally totally the 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 rest of the boarding action sets will for the entire season of 2023 smell like barbecue and that's okay yeah. um or food um one last big thing Seth, that we kind of have to talk about is the new arcs of oh man uh yep. oh man sorry omen. Oh <laughs> arcs man oh man of oh man oh, oh man yeah you see what i did there right yeah no, I Mar- know. a-o-o for short seth well, obviously, we know it's not being used at LVO, but what is your impact right here? What is what is your knee jerk reaction to this uh, whole new thing? Because you know LVO, like we discussed, LVO is kind of the the capstone. It is yeah, the championship it's, it's event the of the, of the, of the season. season. It doesn't really make sense to try something that's basically a, almost a new addition at this point yep. uh, when everyone's been playing twenty twenty two with with yeah. you know yeah.
0: with the, Mr. the balance state slate. I think is. It kind of tweaked a lot of the armies the points have tweaked a lot of the armies yeah. um and then they've made some some changes and tightened up the secondaries here i like to see that um they've they've made a few changes the biggest one being the force org chart um it's, love it or hate it what do you think what do you think remember i'm building mostly through with orcs right now um i i enjoy it with orcs um it it definitely gives me some opportunities um to to take some more uh smaller units and kind of go for an msu build um i could see some armies like if you're a custodes army this is a a a non-starter in terms of like it doesn't change anything because your army never was going to fill out the slots anyway but for the larger horde armies um like gsc and orcs and to an extent nids if you want to go that road um we can certainly like it, it gives us a little bit more room to work with and i like that um, yeah.
1: The other big thing is the CP, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to really impact things. So, you know, guys, it will be fun starting right after LVO. Uh, yes, Cherokee will be using AOO. I'm just going to call it AOO because I'm going to screw it up every Oops. time I say it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, for, for LVO, we won't have it. But yeah, it is going to definitely change things up as we start off 2023. Guys, uh, a few things really fast on the FLG events. The LVO is, as you well well, well aware, is that it is at the end of this kicker? month. Right?
0: Is, that, is that a thing, right? Is it like... <laughs> To, is this like our second to last episode till LVO? Yeah, I think it is,
1: I th- yeah, dude. It is, it is, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so get ready, people. There's gonna be a lot of things we're adding. For, first of all, this year has grown significantly. Almost every every single event at LVO has grown mm-hmm. in some part, except for X Wing. X Wing kind of shrunk, but everything else like at least ten percent increase. So it is massive. A lot of events actually doubled in size. So there's gonna be a lot of people, a lot going on. And we decided there's also a lot of spectators coming right now, which is mm-hmm. kind of cool. I look at people that buy just con badges, not necessarily tickets. So we're like, let's do some fun things for the people that are just attending besides the exhibitor hall. And there's some demos and some fun stuff there. Somebody, I believe it was Kelsey in a previous episode, wanted us to do a scavenger hunt, and we will be having the LVO scavenger hunt, her first ever LVO scavenger hunt. More info to come on that. We're all also right. going to be rewarding cosplayers. We like cosplays. Ooh. We like people that dedicated time and energy to making a cool costume. So if you're in cosplay at the LVO, come say hi to us at the front right. registration desk.
0: You, um, you heard him, Dickie. So I need you to be in a full yeah. World leaders outfit. Oh,
1: yeah. 100%. And, and Seth, I expect you to go in the full Shrek slash orc costume all the way, man. Do it. Do it. Do I'll, it I'll
0: bring it, the chopper in a can of green spray paint
1: done deal sweet sweet uh so we're also gonna be rela- launching a brand new thing at cherokee we can't talk about it just yet but for 2023 we're adding a lot more tour events more ways to get cool stuff uh so at cherokee then we're gonna have this office at uh, the rocky mountain open i can't say just yet we want to kind of wait till after the lvo because we don't want to take away from this but it's just going to be hmm. another element to all the frontline all right, gaming events right. speaking Let's of more stuff coming up Say what? Is, is it a Kicker branded cereal bar? It, oh, you know what? It is not, but it, it should be. It should be. Kicker-O's. I like it, right? We should do Kicker-O's. Kicker-O's. But BAO tickets went live this week. Get your BAO tickets. This is the longest running frontline gaming event. This is what started it all for us. It's this year, again, at the same Marriott right there on the water. It's gorgeous. You got a free shuttle from the airport, so it's a pretty easy event to travel to. And that's where you get to win the belt of Russ. So previously known as the belt of Russ, this is the belt of
0: Jeff now. And uh, correct Robert. me if I'm wrong. This yeah. was the event that previously was part of Kublacon but now is its
1: yes, own? Yes, yes. So previously BAO was attached to Kublacon a big comic convention there, mm-hmm. but because we weren't doing our own thing, we were restricted in size. Because we now kind of doing our own thing we have a lot more space so we can make the 40k champs significantly larger we're also bringing we- bolt action and song as well as kill team so, so nice. yeah it will be fun uh seth do you want to tell us what's going on in the flgn anything interesting after this uh
0: brim occurred it brim was, it was brim. Occurred. Um, but uh as much as i want to give those guys crap um john uh in particular has been working super hard behind the scenes with the rest of the team uh in the flgn getting ready for lvo uh the flgn stream uh the ocho if you will um and i am here tonight i told you guys last week that we are working on a bunch of of special stream perks for everyone i'm here tonight to announce a few of them oh nice are you ready yeah let's do it let's do it all right kicker um so we're uh This is all under the guise of the War Mistress, Tanya Gates. She is the queen of all of this process. Um, She works heavily on Twitch. Uh, We work on YouTube. So she made the whole system uh, functional for both, which thank you, Tanya. Um, So uh, we have either for a thousand Twitch bits or $10 uh, super chat, you can ask the hosts a question that they have to answer. Uh, Obviously, it needs to be safe for work. Um, Did you say Twitch, Twitch
1: bitch? Is that a thing? What is Twitch what is that? Bits. Oh, bits. I am it's, so sorry. I'm like,
0: I, no, no. I'm
1: not familiar with some of the uh, the lingo on Twitch. All right, cool. Yeah. um
0: On the same hand, you can also have a safe work message read out. Again, a thousand Twitch bits. B i t s. Kicker. Uh, yes, or sir. I heard $10 you. Ten super here. chat. Um, and then this is this is uh this is gonna cause me and Dustin uh a lot of work, but we're doing it for you folks. If you want us to go find your friend at LVO and check in on their game live on camera, because the lovely tech priest spent his weekend working on setting up our remote camera rig um, twice per round. We have a maximum of two slots per round, so make sure you get in and get those quickly if you want to see your friends round. Uh, forty five hundred Twitch bits or fifty dollars super chat, and. Dustin and i will go hunt your friend down at lvo and give you a live feed of their game dude that's badass
1: yeah that's bad ass. seth i hope you're wearing running shoes because you know there's gonna be somebody like wanting you to go check the table the
0: far 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 and yeah. and and i uh yeah i i'm gonna get my steps in i can, can we bad. get
1: can, can people like go ask you to look at something like say at bolt action or like at mcp across I mean, the entire damn resort? tech
0: priest as long as our signal reach that far <laughs> i will go there all right, sweet. sweet. Uh, it, it's just down to can a tech priest uh, sing the right hymns and make sure that the the signal reaches that far. I'm, you should I'm also pretty mention-
2: sure you can go like super far..
0: <laughs> All right. So if someone wanted me to check on like someone's game at the like blackjack table,
2: yeah, I think we can do it. I think we have the
0: technology. <laughs> All right. I don't know if the casino is going to be game for that, but yeah. the technology's there, folks. And and,
1: and Seth, we were also going to be opening up, you know, the brand new FLGN store just yeah. during the LVO. So this is going to have some super sweet swag. Now, uh you, you'll you'll we'll announce it next week though when we have I I have
0: list. been sent on a mission tonight though, Kicker. Okay, let's let's um, hear, it, let's hear it. uh Tanya really wants us to have goals for each day in terms of fundraising because goals. okay uh, for behind the scenes folks the flgn uh for the last few years we've been doing this for out of the love of of the game and out of our, our pocket these events um so we're trying to to try to make this a a, a neutral financial adventure for all of us <laughs> so we don't have to spend a bunch of money neutral. to go do this for you um so uh tanya does have goals in terms of fundraising for each day but the question is to you the audience what would you like to see us do if we reach those goals every day? Oh nice. Um, so send it in here on chat, send it over to the Facebook page. Let us know what you would like to see our stream uh goals for each day.
1: I love it. Let's let's make that happen. All right. Uh Seth, we gotta we gotta bring
0: in somebody very special today. We do. We do. All right. Let's bring in our guest for today. He is my, my beloved friend. Um, my, I, I met him first and played him at ACO, and then it seems that our, our hobby lives have intertwined since then. The lovely Anthony Vanilla, Art of War coach, uh, Team USA member, stat check host, top tier competitive player, and all around pretty awesome dude. <laughs>
2: And, wow what a wonderful intro thanks for joining us dude. Uh, that was the I nicest stuff has ever been to me it's true it is oh, that is literally man. the nicest i've ever been to him yeah.
1: uh, so anthony real real fast before we get into the meat and potatoes of the of the show we have to ask something critical here it's how we, you will be judged throughout the rest of this interview basically dude what's your favorite sugary breakfast cereal and uh, choose wisely my friend
2: That is uh, Peanut Butter Captain Crunch. Oh,
1: winner, winner. (laughs) Yes, that is the right answer. Like, there's no doubt about it. Peanut Butter Captain Crunch is the best of all Captain Crunch varieties. Seth, take it away. Let's get into the seriousness here. All
0: right. Anthony,
2: uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, What's your history with the game? So I have not actually been playing that long. Uh, This is a thing you know, but some people Mm -hmm. may not. Uh, I started, like, walked into a games workshop the weekend, the uh, Iron Hands Codex came out in 8th edition. Whoa, Holy boy. shit, are you serious? Yep. Oh, dude, like, nice. mostly, like,
1: I've been playing since I was like in the womb, you know, and I got out yep. of it like in middle school, but now I'm
2: back into it and I love it. So you literally just walked into a Games Workshop like the first time ever. And, yep. and, and wow. wow. And I decided that I was going to play Chaos Knights, which was a terrible decision given the weekend that I was walking into that Games Workshop. Because uh, those Iron Hands made a mockery of my beautiful Stompy Boys. So... <laughs> But um, yeah, that was when I started. Um, I was kind of just looking for something to do because I had stopped fighting in martial arts and I had stopped playing WoW super competitively. So I was like, all right, I need something to do that I can do with my girlfriend, who's an art teacher. And she actually painted my first army for me. Um, So I was like, I needed a, a conjoined hobby. And yeah, that was where we started. And then rapidly it turned into this what it is today which is you must you know, have read
1: the books or played the video game or something right like have you heard of warhammer
2: at one point before you committed to the hobby so i played a little bit of fantasy when i was a kid but when okay. i moved out of my parents out my mom threw my army in the garbage which was pain <laughs> and suffering uh so there's somewhere in a trash heap in new york near new york there is a vampire counts and dark elves army Jeez, um but yeah so i had read the uh, fulgrim book and and yeah, that was it. That was that was all I knew about 40k. I was like, all right, let's give it a shot. You're like this Kolgrim um, guy seems interesting. He's really <laughs> awesome. Uh, so it's a personal idol of mine.
0: <laughs> all right, not sure that's a wise choice, uh, Anthony. So so you jump in an eighth edition, which really, in the grand scheme of things, is not that long ago. And you jumped in towards the tail end of it, and and yep. now you're up here competing at a top level. Uh, what does it take for a player to go from in in I'm saying this with all the love in my heart for you, little Gherkin. Zero
2: to hero. <laughs> so, for me, it was a, so like the game has evolved a lot competitively, kind of over COVID, right? Mm-hmm. When I first started, even though it wasn't that long ago, like Art of War was in its infancy. Like, there was a lot of stuff that hadn't really been rolling yet. So, there wasn't great ways to go from like, you know, not having a lot of knowledge having a lot of knowledge because the info wasn't as easily accessible now there's a lot of options for that between coaching and good content and all the other things associated with that um the way i did it was that there was a worldwide lockdown and i had moved in with someone i could play with so we played a lot uh shout out to my good friend and training partner brandon fox who you know uh He is was instrumental in my co up. We must have played like three hundred or four hundred games during COVID, because um, we were both working IT jobs. And in the beginning of COVID, things were super slow, so we would just we literally lived together. So we would just play and play and play and play. Neither of us got tired of it, and that's that's what the grind looked like. Um, so yeah, that was the beginning. And then I started going to tournaments, and from there I got lucky again. I'm pretty privileged when it came to my competitive come up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but my local meta had uh, T.J. Lanigan and Sean Naden in it, both of which I hear, were. I
0: hear those are good players. Yeah, yes.
2: pretty decent players. Yeah, very powerful. Also, thankfully, very willing to take like a young person with promise, uh, like a young person to the game, uh, with promise kind of like under their wing and show them the you know the path kind of from like being pretty good to being like a nationwide contender. Um, mm-hmm. So those two, I owe a lot as well. Um, so yeah, that was kind of, I got lucky at very many steps of this. I didn't have to worry about the hobby side of thing as much because I had, you know, people around me that could either help me with that and do that for me. So I could focus on just getting better. I was able to play a ton of games and then I had a local meta that was both very competitive, but also very welcoming. So that combination of factors is how you go from, a newer player to a very competitive player very quickly on top of having a bunch of experience in other competitive outlets, like literal fighting.
0: Cool. Yep. Very cool. Yep. Very cool. Don't,
2: don't uh, corner Anthony in a dark alley. It doesn't end well for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I try to avoid having that happen again.
1: Yes. So, so, uh, so, so, I mean, dude, you're, you're, you're like, you're in the running Seth. Do you know roughly where Anthony is on the rankings right now? Like can, could he can, win the LBO?
0: I don't, I don't, could I don't could think you see. I don't think he's in the running for for IPC, but you're certainly in the running for uh Chaos Space Marines. All right, nice, nice, um, yes. which which yeah. jumping ahead of topic. Um Sorry. this will be the last <laughs> week that I do the overall rankings. Next week I'll be focusing on the actual faction races. Cool.
2: cool. Yeah, I uh this year I've been focused way more on teams since we went to mm-hmm. um, WTC last year. So, so towards you the- are on team USA
1: then I'm obviously assuming. Yep, I, mean-
2: I was on team USA last year. I'm on it again this year. Um, mm-hmm. So it should be good. Um, I have high, high hopes for the team. I think we're in a really good spot.
0: But I I, I need to call you out here, bud, because I remember last year you being like, I'll try this once and that's probably it. And then this year you're like, oh my God, it's crack.
2: Yeah, that's that's real. That's what happened. Uh, I was told up and down that teams would be – Teams is a funny thing in the U.S. So teams – the progression of me with teams was that like – When I first started, people were like, you know, you don't necessarily, it's not necessarily worth pursuing because the way the team selection goes and like all the other stuff that goes with Team USA, which has since changed. Um, And then I got on the team and I was like, I'll give it a try once. And then I went to the WTC and it's the best thing I've ever done. So now I will go every year that I am able to. Um, But it kind of put a dent in my singles chasing because I focused on factions over the meta chasing that I was kind of doing before. And that slowed down my singles progression a little bit. Yeah. I mean, um, you're still – I, I went and looked. You're 14th. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're still not, up there. You're still up yeah, there at a thousand. Yeah, yeah, I'm not – I'm still pretty good, but <laughs> I'm not in the top 10 like at this point like yeah. I was last year. I think I was ninth.
0: Yeah, you definitely had a shot last year. Um, with that being said, um, LVO prep. What, what are players at your level doing to prepare for the LVO? And, and, so, and Anthony,
1: we got a range of people both in chat and that are going to listen to this podcast throughout the, the, the rest of the week and getting ready for LVO. A lot of people want to know, like, hey, you know, how do I get ready? I, you know, Seth and I already talked about, you know, stay hydrated, you know, bring snacks like people know those things or or how yeah. to get from the airport to the hotel. But like on the tables, like what is what? what are you doing to practice or
2: get ready? So the the practice thing is a range, right? Last year I had f- slightly more limited options in terms of both like time and like Play group time and things like that so last year it was essentially just the it was me and tj and brandon um and we kind of just hit a practice day you know locally we found a local store and like the three of us planned a weekend we basically planned the weekend like we were going to be at a tournament but instead we just played practice games with like playing one or two rounds and then re-racking to try to find like a different permutation of the way the game could go maybe if you went first now i'll go first and we'll go back and forth and try a couple missions and that practicing ended up being super crucial, and that's the best way I think to do it if you're time limited. Right, you can be like, on Saturday we'll treat it like we're going to be at an RTT. You, me, you know, Seth, Kicker, and the Tech Priest will all drag each other to a store that we live near, and we can just slam through games for a day. Um, the what we're doing, what I'm doing this year is that two of my friends from the Pacific Northwest are flying in. Uh, that's Lucas and Nicholas Olsen Johnson. Um, and then TJ is going to come by and we're all going to play. Um, and that'll be our practice weekend together. Um, and that- are you
1: choosing specific armies to play against, like is TJ running something that you think is something to be feared at LVO? And that's what you're practicing specifically. Or are you kind of just trying a range of stuff?
2: Yeah. So like the my three boys are all like in the runnings either to like win their faction or are in like close races for their faction and stuff like that. So I will likely be the most like army flex of the weekend. Okay. Um, because that's just like a thing I'm happy to do for them. And I think it gives us the most dividends because I'm going to be playing Emperor's Children Elvio, which is the army I've played a million billion times at this point. I don't necessarily need loads and loads more reps with it because I know what to do with it. Yeah. So I want to make sure everyone else is as sharp as possible into as many matchups as possible. And then we're good to go. Um, but yeah, in general, trying to diversify the matchups you play into, while maintaining your opponent's competency level is super important. Um, Because otherwise you can run into the scenario where like, sure you got a rep into that army but it was like not necessarily a great yeah. rep and then you're it's it's, it's an actively it's, like a, it's, it's a
0: false positive you yeah. you won <laughs> yeah. but maybe well.
2: that player didn't yeah. play that
0: army to the the strongest extent that it could be played and then you go into that tournament rep going oh yeah i i've got i know i'm really good into gene star cult and then you hit uh 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 in this wilson or dustin henshaw running that army right and, and you get tickled in bad places <laughs>
1: Yeah. Hey guys in chat, by the way, uh, Seth is monitoring chat. So is Tech mm-hmm. Priest. If you got questions you want to ask Anthony, yeah. ask him. Anthony, real fast, do you have a uh, an army that you think needs to be practiced for? Like, is there something that like the average guy that's going to LVO? He probably needs to play against knights or something before going there. Is there so, something that you know?
2: Yeah, knights is always super popular. Um, Things that I would like broadly expect to see a lot of are orcs, um, orcs, Tyrannids on their like one last ride before the the nerfing happenings. Uh, and, and last chance to collect biomass. Exactly. <laughs> they're just, they're getting in there. It's last call. Uh, and they're, they're doing their best. Um, and then past that, like as you, the higher you get, the more I would expect to see like thousand suns or thousand suns and flamers. Yeah. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. The stats over, you know, from the stat check things uh, tell us that Votan is very popular. So that Mm -hmm. should be a thing that we expect to see around. People are kind of breaking through the hobby lag and getting into the tournaments with them now. And so,
0: Anthony, you you kind of just politely plug, but... We're going to specifically plug uh, Stat Dash Check is uh, your website um, yes. where people can see very specific metadata in terms of you know if they're playing a specific army, they can see what are statistically the good matchups, the bad matchups, um, and that's that might help them highlight what what armies they need to practice into. Um, yes. You can see the overall meta composition there, so it is a great resource having that data there.
2: Yes, sir. That was a better pitch than I could have given for it. Thank you, Seth. <laughs> I tried to help. <laughs>
0: He's the All right. Best. So, so I know this has been something that you and I have talked about, uh, numerous times privately, but, uh, player place terrain, uh, if done correctly can give a, a player a pretty significant advantage. Um, could you give a, a two or three minute primer to our chat on what to do with player place terrain to try to give you the most advantage going into your game?
1: Of and for those of you not going to LVO that haven't read the packet, that is how LVO is run. We use player place, player optimized terrain. Basically, we're using our terrain to the best that we can to keep it as, as balanced, considering that we have a lot of tables and we can't pivot every edition. Um, but yeah, yeah, Anthony, take it away. How can people use player place terrain to their advantage?
2: So it depends a little bit on if you're playing a shooting or a melee based army. If you're playing a shooting based army, you can look to use things like crates or or forests or craters to create dead zones in the space. Now, how this works is that during with player place terrain, when you are setting up your turn, when you're setting up terrain, they have to be a certain amount of inches from each other. So if you put a crater in the center of the board, there can be no ruins within four inches of that crater. This creates essentially a fairly open dead zone that a shooting army is able to take advantage of. So if you're a shooting army, you're essentially looking to make a you out of your deployment zone of terrain that you can hide behind but that you can shoot into like like almost a kill box essentially is what you're looking to create as a melee army you're essentially looking to do the inverse where you're creating basically you know an upside down you in the other direction where you want to be safe enough in your deployment zone but what you really need is midfield staging so that you can jump from your deployment zone to midfield into the enemy
0: um and those midfield pieces are usually you're talking like obscuring pieces
2: yeah so what your goal there is is to use a single large ruin essentially in your deployment zone and then use like the smaller ruins or even like it depends on which setup you get but the goal is to use like a single large ruin either in the middle or in your deployment zone and then use the two smaller ruins that you typically get in the inverse so it just depends on what you're playing against Certain armies are faster than others, so you have to kind of keep that in mind when you're doing it.
0: Yeah, you don't want to set your terrain. If your army can only move, you know, six, eight inches uh, between chunks, you don't want to set your terrain,
2: you know, 14, 15 inches apart. Yeah, make sure that you like, you know, pre-measure, right? Uh, Like as a general rule of thumb in 40K, us being allowed to measure before we move is very powerful. So make sure that you're doing that.
1: Hey, Anthony, I have a question from chat here. so anthony uh, when you play your two round practice games what kind of things are you looking for Uh, like what's in most important aspects movement stratagems etc
2: so the biggest thing i'm looking for is failure scenarios um so something that you can usually spot pretty early in a game is like massive game ending errors like oh i stepped out of position here i needed to wait a turn to do that or like i committed this unit too early or too late even um often you can kind of notice when you've done this in like a live game by having the feeling that you're one turn too slow. You usually made a deployment mistake. Um, You were either not aggressive enough or you were too aggressive and a bunch of stuff got killed. Um, And finding that balancing act is much easier with like one to like two to three reps of one to two round games. Um, And you'll get kind of a sense for like the tempo that you need to be maintaining to have a best chance in the matchup. But that's the stuff you're looking for.
0: Yeah, and the the goal with those those two round games is to keep things shorter, so you can squeeze those reps in the in the day. Is that right?
2: Yeah, hundred percent. And definitely don't go into practice looking like win loss. That part that like super doesn't matter. You're just looking to engineer scenarios as they come up in a game.
0: All right, I like it, Anthony. I like it. Do my best. You do a good job. If people were interested in in hearing more from you,
2: Anthony, either
0: just in general or maybe with some specific uh, coaching questions, where could
2: they get a hold of you? So coaching stuff, go through Art of War. Uh, the Art of War website is very accessible. Uh, I am listed there as a coach for list calls, personal coaching, and like premium coaching. It's essentially the different tiers. Just kind of take a look through the packages or just message me and I'll kind of help you guide you through the process. Um or if you want, just want to listen to me talk about stuff, hit up the StatCheck podcast. We are there every Tuesday. So that's live, and then it can be found anywhere podcasts are found.
0: All right. Well, sweet, thank sweet you, Anthony.
1: Uh, chat, we're going to be taking questions throughout the next section. Okay. And after that, we can ask Anthony. But we want to jump into yeah. the competitive. Joel
0: does have a follow-up to oh, his question to about the uh, the, the two-round practice. Uh, he says, do you think that means most games are won in the first two rounds?
2: I think that most games are lost in the first two rounds. Mm. So I think that if a game is going to like slide out of control, it's going to happen in turns one and two. And we're looking to avoid ending up in scenarios where that is our loss condition so that we can exercise our player skill over the course of five rounds rather than ending up in like a check situation too early. Sometimes, though, and this is very important, you're only out in a matchup is to put your opponent in check on bottom of one, and that's just what it is. Um, but recognizing and learning when and where that is the case is very important. All right.
0: Let me get into our final ITC uh, overall recap for the season, and then we'll swing back uh, and see if there's any questions. Tech if you can help me keep an eye on those because um, chat is a little... The the program's a little behind us, guys. Uh, so <laughs> give you guys a chance to catch up. Um <clears throat> all right. Our forty K competitive track for the week. Number one, uh still raining, uh, Vic VJ. Uh number two, Jack Harpster, number three, John Lennon, number four, David Gaylard, number five, Thomas Ogden, number six, Colin McDade, number seven, Mike Porter, number eight, Nassim Fuchain, number nine, Chima. and number ten, Ben. Cherwin, and that is your itc top 10 uh nine of these guys will be at lavo manny uh i believe is unable to make it this season but everyone else will be there so uh we'll probably be checking in on them throughout the weekend during the stream um i have uh on good authority that the tech priest uh, will be running around and filming all of them personally <laughs> uh, heading over to our hobby track our number one is matt aaron Number two, Andrew Gagno. Number three, Jacob Thayer. Number two, or number four, Kevin Grubbs. Number five, Eric Mullins. Number six, Lou Rollins. Number seven, Aaron Kelman. Number eight, Dean Pritchard. Number nine, Derek Page. And number 10, Lee Steiger. Heading over to the AOS competitive track, our number one is Gavin Gragar, number two, Anthony Trentinelli, number three, Jeremy Vizier, number four, Matt Beasley, number five, Thomas Guan. number six, Reg Hanna, number seven, Justin Noan Singh. Singe, uh, number eight, Zach Kennedy, number nine, Emma Mangles, uh, number 10, Matt Robiche. And finally, our hobby track for the AOS number one jeremy williams number two robert snyder number three ricky fisher number four nick garcia number five matt beasley <coughs> number six matt martin orlando i almost made it without coughing folks uh, uh, number seven anthony trentinelli number eight lucas mcconnell number nine gabriel Pacheco. number ten mark arkham seven mark
1: thank you man okay. Like i know that you're struggling here dude but uh thank you for for surviving tonight's episode all right so uh, uh i got another question in chat right here yeah. for for anthony um you know you've been to lvo before right that you were there uh, in 2022 okay cool is yes, there like there's a lot of people coming from around the world are there like like there's different cultural norms and stuff everyone's coming from different metas everyone's coming from different communities you know at lvo you're gonna be there I don't know how you play as a player, but are you going to change the way you play Like, for example, are you going to be more forgiving with take backs or, you know, um, more strict with maybe how you measure? Is there a sort of a cultural norm that you are going to adjust or change to go into LVL? Are you going to be more rigid of a player or less or more loose? Uh,
2: so, I mean, Seth can attest to this. I'm real forgiving during games for okay. the most part. Uh, if someone makes like a mistake or I see them about to walk into like a Like, all right, so Emperor's Children is real gotcha heavy if you don't give people a heads up. Mm. So I do my best to be like, hey, man, if you're going to move there, you may end up a scenario that's suboptimal for what you're trying (laughs) to accomplish. Um, So I generally play pretty loose. A thing to take note of, unless it's been changed for those traveling internationally, is that when I've traveled internationally for tournaments, it is very common. that people will slow roll a set of saves if they intend to CP one. Um, Frontline rules that you can fast roll and then just pull one and command point. Good
1: point, yeah.
2: That's important and will cause arguments if people are not aware about it. So that is definitely a thing to be aware of. It's one of those things that you should have a conversation about before a game anyway. But if you don't, it's very quickly, it's very easy to end up in a scenario where both of you are upset and that's obviously not great.
1: And yeah, Seth so. is our, you know, boots on the ground throughout LVOs or correspondent. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he'll test what he's seen previously that it's a pretty, I mean, yes, it's the largest competitive tournament in the world, but it's still a pretty good vibe. Like it's, you, you know, people are, are I know you know, pretty, pretty kind <laughs> people, you know, most of the people yeah. there are, are not, you know, are, are more forgiving. I think it was the word you used. I
2: All think right. yeah, even in the top end of the meta, like I've never experienced like a really super crazy game at the top mm-hmm. side. Like yeah. that's not. You know, it's the game is played cooperatively as it should be. Yeah. All
0: right. We've got some questions rolling in in chat here. Um, Wolf Priest asked one about Thunder Cab. It doesn't make any sense. So Wolf Priest, rephrase that. Um, <laughs> that so sense. I understand what you're asking. Captain Andrew asks, army hopping or
2: faction loyalty in 2023? If loyal, what faction? Uh, it's going to be army hopping. I have so for teams, um, I have like a wheelhouse of armies that I play. So if you consider that faction loyalty, then sure. Um, but faction I try- group loyalty, yeah, faction cluster. Um, which to answer the question is CSM, World Eaters, Harlequins, Jukari, and Blood Angels.
0: Um, well, interesting. Those all very much have a, I would say, a similar play style that you fit into.
2: Yeah, yeah, we uh, we go fast, we hit things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. That is, um, I mean, it says violence on the back of the jersey, man. I don't know what what other expectation people could possibly have, um, but yeah, that is uh that's the plan. Uh, like, so faction loyalty to an extent, and then those are the armies.
0: All right, um, I'm trying to keep up with questions. Kicker, will this be the year that you grow your wolf beard like Anthony? <laughs> I am in,
1: un, unable to grow facial hair, so Anthony will forever have me beat on that. Front. Um,
0: and then That's there is there is that. someone in chat named uh, Ben J. I'll let you guess who that is, Anthony, asking uh, what is your favorite alcoholic beverage? Uh,
2: my favorite alcoholic beverage is apple juice and Polish moonshine. Very specific. <laughs> All I'll right. Hope. Yeah. Um
0: <laughs> um, I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. Don't worry. Tech priest. I, I see. <laughs> oh God, they can't, they keep coming. I can't oh, catch count. No. Super um, chat. Sorry. We'll ask a super chat real quick. Cause I copied that. Uh, Uless asks, uh, thoughts on value, a 25 point at 18 inch half charge in advance to a unit as an upgrade to a character. Um, I'm not sure what? the context on this, Ulis. It says, me... thoughts on value, 25 points to add an 18-inch half charge in advance to a unit as
2: an upgrade to a character.
1: Uh, okay, so it seems worth points. doing. I got okay. it.
2: Yeah, I figured it out. Yeah, that seems worth doing. I mean, if it's 25 points is fairly cheap. Obviously, yeah. it depends on what the tail end of your list look like, but that's very strong.
0: And thank you, thank you very much, Euliss. U- yeah, thank you, guys. We very thank much you. appreciate it. Uh, Joel asks, "Have you ever experienced a language barrier at the table at Elvio?" Oh, good point. Yeah, wow. Not
2: at Elvio, though. I did experience a play opponent that spoke so many more languages than me. It was mildly embarrassing because his English was better than mine, if that counts. Uh, shout out to Hydar. We are good friends now. He was my round six opponent. Euliss uh, asks another question, which I think might inform his first question.
0: Do you think sixty flayed ones is enough?
2: Ooh. Uh, no, take a hundred.
0: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> There's the answer. All right. And then uh, this is a real important one from Wolf Priest Carl. Anthony, you've rocked up in the successful ladder. Tell us how your beard groom tactics helped you with your climb and what beard products do you recommend?
2: Oh, man. So my beard game is like super weak. So like, I, I don't know. Like, no, I use none. I'll take recommendations. Please help me. Oh, I'm
0: sure. Based on Wolf Priest's obsession with facial hair, I'm sure. They'll get, they'll <laughs> I'm sure he's got it. But yeah, Help
2: me out. Help me help you. <laughs>
0: all right um tech priest did i miss any questions in the flood there towards the end all right um i guess the the piece of work that your said he's talking about is the is a uh, necron arcana all right that makes sense Sounds good to me. I mean, I, I I don't like it, Tech Priest, uh Dickie, because and I think you should join me with this, because as both of us, as long time uh mono combat army uh players, we don't want do things mean, to make us move what slower, do you mean, right? Both of us. Both of us. <laughs>
2: That's
0: definitely you played, no you played Votan last yes, year. Yes, you oh, you know, hey, hey we did Votan count. Tech Priest and I had the same number of factions. Are we
2: not gonna talk about how?
0: no we're not talking about that either. <laughs> i'm not being i guys. am a long time work player everyone <laughs> all right final thoughts for the evening everyone
1: hey, anthony thank you so much for coming man uh you know hey good luck at lvo and uh, i'm sure thank we'll you. see you there though
2: yeah, yeah of course i will 100 see you guys there i will make yeah. a point to bother seth as much as possible <laughs> i i fully expect that uh, we do, do thank you for coming
0: on anthony it was it was great having you um it was some great uh Tips for the community. There, they seem to really engage with that. So, thank you so much for joining us, everyone. We uh, really hope you enjoyed this episode of Signals from the Frontline. Have a great week, and we will see you next Wednesday as our last show before the LVO. Yeah. Good night, guys. Good night. I drink Dr Pepper, don't you see? Cause it's the perfect taste for me. That original taste, you know. Go to the LBO. Still delivered to you. Not open up the
2: door. With the knock, pop, pop, pop. Staying still. Though hard getting busy with it. I got such a good heart.